What's up, everyone? And welcome to episode three of season two of Group Chat Roulette, a new podcast where three childhood best friends decide to bring the group chats to life. I'm Steve. I'm Ryan. I'm Eric. I think I'm going to start it out today. That's Eric for all the viewers out there, since I don't normally start this out. It's usually that exciting (laughs) host voice that you hear. Seems a little too scripted. Um, But yeah, I wrote down a couple things that I was like, you know, they come up during the week and I'm just like, what is this life that we live? And um, one of them that I think is really funny, and I want to know if you guys share the same qualities, but do you guys text your wife or like tag your wife and stuff on Instagram or so other, I don't know. I would say if you were tweeting them, but do you guys text your significant other a lot when you're both at home? When we're both at home, sometimes uh, I, I was... guess it's different for you. Cause she's in the clinic. Like, yeah. And, and Ryan, Sarah is working virtually though. Right. Yeah. She's home. So yeah, we're in the same house all day long, every day. We, I wouldn't say we text a lot. I would say there are probably three times a day where we cross paths and maybe we send a few texts throughout, but no, I wouldn't say we text a lot. So I, I think like we obviously spend so much more time in our house at, you know, we're working with each other these days. So it's really like interesting that, you also need that time to just kind of get away and like aimlessly scroll or just do whatever you want to do. So like we kind of respect each other's zone in doing that. Like, okay, Dana's on her phone. Like I got to give her alone time. She's not on the train anymore. You know what I mean? She's not at work, like just not busy, like looking for something where she doesn't need to think, which is exactly what I need at times. Like I don't want to think, I don't want to talk. I just want to see if something's funny on Instagram or this is read this something is interesting on Twitter. This is while you're in the presence of each other. I would say so, but it could be a bathroom trip could be upstairs, downstairs. That's how we work. So, um, she tagged me in something and she always does this, this one account. And it's like something with the word betches in it, which mm. of course I don't follow. Mm. And for some reason it's a private account. Mm. So, I don't get it. Like, I'm pretty sure they have like hundreds of thousands of followers. I don't know why they're not public. So whenever she messaged me or DMs me, it, I'm like, I can't fucking see the post. And she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot you don't follow them. <laughs> and um, and then she never follows up on it. Like, you want to screenshot it? You want to do something? Right. Um, and she was like, oh, LOL, I'll show you the video later. And then... I'm scrolling and I see this video. I follow this, this fitness guy um, because I do his little YouTube H I I T videos that you guys know about. And he copied the TikTok rap video, like W R A P like breakfast wraps. Uh I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's like a tortilla and you kind of cut it halfway and you kind of fold it in fours. And apparently it's like, just something that won't break, like a burrito, like eggs falling out, all this kind of stuff. Anyway, oh, wow. me and Dana are big breakfast people. So um, I'm a, off, I've yeah. Been, I have not seen this video. I'm very excited because I, I will 
attack you in it. Please do, because I am the worst wrap maker. And I have bought like wraps to make like some grilled chicken wraps and it just like, everything falls out everywhere. So you need to get the right, like you need to just get large wraps. And large wraps. we yeah. know like at ShopRite, like we can get large wraps. Trader Joe's, really good wraps, probably healthier for you. But the size is not adequate. Anyway, so, but with this, it doesn't really matter the size for this video. And I was like, this is what we need to fucking do. Even though we make pretty banging wraps, it's like, you know, it's tough if you want to stuff some bacon in there, avocado, eggs. And um, I tag her in it and she starts cracking up. I can hear her downstairs. She's like, that's the video I tagged you in. (laughs) And I just thought to myself, how fucking sad are we? that we tagged each other in the same breakfast wrap. And it was actually different people doing it, but it's like a TikTok trend. So different people are doing it. Yeah. And I'm just like, get us out of this damn house because we're excited <laughs> about a fucking breakfast wrap. And then like somebody else on Instagram, Sam uh, Pallone actually did it. And like <laughs> Dana showed me, she's like, I literally DM'd her. I was like, LOL, me and Eric sent each other the same video of that wrap. And I'm like, stop spreading this but now i guess it's public on the podcast but you literally just spread it too (laughs) i haven't done it yet and i don't know why i haven't done it yet maybe i'll do it tomorrow morning i've i am not on i'm pretty i'm pretty traditional so i actually i haven't even tried to do it because my wraps are usually good dana's are the ones that kind of fall apart Mm -hmm. and she did it and it was a success so good for her for uh trying it out and like having it was definitely really really good but yeah i just thought that was hilarious like we're we're really becoming each other during this quarantine <laughs> like um, we can we can kind of just predict exactly what we want to watch and you know our routines be, it's yeah. weird it's gonna be so bizarre when we all start going back to work yeah it's just I, like i do think work from home will be more prevalent post pandemic because i think companies Mm. have realized like oh we can do this and still function Mm -hmm. and maybe i put in the infrastructure at this point to actually now it's like okay well we we put in the infrastructure we should use it regardless we're going to be going back to work in some capacity like you say eric like we are so like this has become the new routine there was a while there in the very beginning where it was like yeah this will be a couple weeks and then we'll be back at work And then it was like, okay, it's going to be a month or two. Then we're going to be back at work. And now it's like, this is the new routine. This is life. And And it's going to change again. Exactly. That's so weird to me. And like, it's kind of scary to think about it because I'm so comfortable in this, but I guess we all shifted back in March anyway. But did you work from home a lot? I think it was one day a week or maybe I worked from home twice a week. Okay. And Steve, Obviously, your schedule has been totally altered since you've been in Pittsburgh. So I guess we're not the best three for this, but I've gotten used to mostly three days a week work from home. Mm -hmm. And once you get used to that over years, you get so pissed when you have to go in. Like when my boss would be like, hey, we're all in on Tuesday. Maybe we should get lunch. Like it or is everybody going in? Because like usually Tuesday, Thursday would be like our go in days. And I'd be pinging my coworker on the side, like, Jesus Christ, I don't want to fucking go into work. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just like hilarious that 
that's probably going to be the beginning months of when they're like, office is open. And we're going to be like, nope, don't want to go back. Like anything in life, I feel like we don't appreciate it, you know, when it's here. And it's so true because like we're finding ways to bitch about like working from home now and like, oh, we just miss people. But trust me. And it's so true. I think we're actually three good examples of truly understanding those days, like a Friday, I never want to go into the office no. on a Friday ever again for the rest of my career. Mm. The traffic on a Friday, the fact that like usually by 3 p.m. on a Friday afternoon, even like during busy season, I've kind of just said to myself, you know what, like this is where I can start to enjoy like the weekend and truly just like space out, even though I have nothing planned on a Friday night usually, but and just, you know, relax. Yeah. But like... I- I, I one last thing I was just gonna say like I don't think I'll be able to take like a normal poop again when I get back into the office like I need two baby wipes and I guess I I, I wow. think I might have to bring baby wipes into the office next time I, I didn't go. think about that Damn. Yeah. you know I went into my office for the first time in several months just to pick some stuff up mm. last week how was that because I've always like thought about that first time even if I'm just going in for a little bit it's just it would it would feel weird to do something like semi-official. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. This is probably throughout the whole pandemic, maybe the third time I've gone in to like pick up some office supplies and various things I need. Um, but I drove in, the drive was incredible because people aren't going in. And, you know, I might've said this before, but I used to have an hour and 45 minute commute Jesus. with public transportation so i wasn't driving the whole time and this was a drive but it was so easy it was like i don't know 40 minutes 45 minutes tops just no traffic anyway it was great i had to poop though on the way <laughs> and i so i went to the bathroom at my office and it was just so weird to sit in a stall and use the bathroom because whether at work or a store or anything like I can't remember. It's probably been nine, 10 months since I've like done that. I, I <laughs> this is funny because I actually forgot my phone in the car out front of the office. And I thought to myself when I was on the toilet, I should text the guys and tell them how weird this is right now, but I couldn't do it. So I thought, let me save that for the podcast. That's even like a huge bigger side story of how painful that is when you forget your cell phone and you're sitting on the toilet and you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Have a quick two minute shit. (laughs) It sucks. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, But I, I so to your point of we we are definitely blessed. We are enjoying this time of kind of like a lot of freedom and flexibility working from home. But there is something about seeing a community of people, which is going to be nice. And then I know, Ryan, this doesn't affect you. But what I really kind of miss and not that I did this so much as, you know, I've gotten a little bit older. is just like a happy hour. I, I had like a moment on Friday. like I know we've been doing happy hours, quote unquote, maybe in the summer, a little bit more of like at home you know you make a drink or something but there's something about in the city just Mm -hmm. grabbing a beer whether it's a cheap at you know cheap bud light or whatever at drinkers or one of the other you know fado um or if it's like getting a nice you know mixed drink or martini at like a fancy place like 
man, I just miss that part of it. But well, anyway, that ain't, that ain't coming back for a long time. Because <laughs> right around the time the pandemic is over or you have a vaccine or you're going back in, out, out pops the baby. I'm thinking at least I have like uh, Dana's dad has a beach house for all of our Ireland followers. Uh, we call it the Jersey Shore here. And um, <laughs> we're going to, you know, maybe take the baby there once or twice. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Well, I'm probably uh, adventurous in thinking how much I want to actually travel with this uh, thing that I have to be responsible for. And I'm thinking like, oh, a happy hour at the beach is chill. Bring the baby there. Right. I mean, yeah, right around, right around like, the pandemic, bring an infant. That's fine. I, I feel like Be Brandon vaccinated. commented on this in our group chat where that those first like six to eight months are easy for the guy because obviously it's it's a newborn baby that's not really crawling around or anything like that. Like I feel like he just said recently, maybe not recently, a couple months back, Reese, I guess, started crawling and walking all around. So now he's got. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure when Nora started doing the same thing, you were just like, oh boy, this is yeah. getting interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say the first six to eight months are easy for the guy, but uh, I mean, obviously we're not breastfeeding. Well, yeah. I mean, Brandon's not getting up in those six months. Sandra does all the work. Duh. Right. So it depends. Well, we learned like from Ryan's uh, advice call when we announced that Dana was pregnant on that whole episode that Brian was the type who woke up with the wife in the middle of the night. And some of our friends don't. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what, we'll see what type of dad you are. Wait you up. This baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll probably wake up. I was going to say, Eric, when you had mentioned Friday, I thought you were going to actually go into the type, <laughs> the type of mood you were in on Friday night when, uh, you were obviously trying to get a drink because Ryan and I both got the text from Eric basically saying um, he's, he screwed something up with work, which, you know, is his tight ass self basically being so critical of himself. It was not a screw up major products and projects. So you want everything to be perfect. So we understood. And what time did you actually deliver it? Like, was it like 4.50 or 5 p.m. that you actually sent the email? 4.50. It was due at 4 5, yeah. So instead of feeling a sense of relief and it's finally done, he, of course, catches this stupid mistake. Um, not a big deal. <laughs> and he texted both Ryan and I basically saying, uh, I need a drink. Um, I'm heading to mom's. And I wasn't sure if you were serious. So I was going to pick up some wings and pizza that night. And I was just like, oh, I wonder if Eric's at mom's house. Like, I bet you they're taking shots or having a drink. I'm so jealous. I just wish I could come over and just like, have like a casual hangout. So I called my mom and I was just like, Hey mom. And I hear Eric in the back. He was like, you couldn't just let me drink with mom. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It was nice to just have a straight shot of vodka. I and haven't done that in a while. Was mom and... like a little tipsy? Because I, I, I feel like she was just like, he came over and I didn't eat yet. And I'm, I'm feeling it. Yeah. She did like two shots in a row and she was like, Oh shit, I'm drunk. <laughs> But it was it was good. I needed a long walk. But yes, it was an overreaction. No big deal. But, you know, it happens. Yeah. Appreciate the fact that you're only three blocks away from parents and from doing stuff like that. 
I am very blessed. Um, but uh, wait, going back to you mentioning Brandon's daughter and then Ryan's daughter and then just like the different dynamic of um, responsibility between a dad and a mom. I was thinking a lot about this week, the different way women interact with each other as opposed to guys. Um, and I'm not going to say any names, but let's just say Dana's dealing with some girl drama uh, this week with a fellow friend. And the way you have to analyze the text, what did she mean by it? And then I have to hear the reaction, you know, like, what do you think that means, Eric? And I was like, I am on your side. I love you. (laughs) You are right. You can call her a whore. Um, like wow. you, she never said that. She, I'm just saying like everything in that way. Like I've just learned, like you are right. Like, don't worry about it. And Dana is pretty rational when it comes to a lot of those things. And like, then it's like, this is the text I'm going to send. I need to get it revised and reviewed and drafted. And, um, yeah, I know it's, a it's a soft subject because obviously we don't want to rat out any of our wives and who they've had to deal with, but that is a tough life. And let me just tell you, it was not a fun night. It was just like, it's just just like patience toxic. Yeah. And I just lose patience because I cannot fathom the drama with a friend. Like I, obviously I don't know the situation, but clearly Mallory has the same type of drama with, you know, friendships. Sarah has drama as well. I mean, we all have drama, even as guys, we have drama, but the thing is I don't hold on to anything. I just like, it it doesn't register in my brain why people are texting like that to each other. Like just give them a call or like, why are you even fighting? Like who cares? Like what's the big picture out of, and it's it just not this is what me and Dana were talking about, and I'll let you chime in too, Ryan. Like, we're just getting too old. Like, you're having a baby now. Like, this is not worth it. And the person on the other end, I was just like, if she's not gonna interpret it this way and she's not willing to pick up the phone, then like it's just not worth it. Like, so, like I'm sorry. See ya. Um this makes me think of so many things. So Sarah has had many of these moments, literally the exact same things you're talking about where I'm sitting there just thinking like, first of all, let's just acknowledge, thank God we're guys again, hashtag 100%. blessed because we just don't deal with this shit. Like we have a very close group of friends and we have had friends that have become more distant with time, never have had an issue like that has never become an, became an issue. Have we had issues within our friends? Sure. But I can't even remember any of them at this point. Like if you held the gun to my head, I, I would just be like, I don't even know. Like, have I ever been annoyed at a text message? Sure. But like literally, it like you said, Steve, it's, it's gone within a moment. Well, because that's a real friend. And, and, and the girls who have real friends don't. Mm, it's limited when you're a girl, but your friend group, I'm saying, but your real you can, friend group. I yes, agree with that. Your comment. real friend yes. group. We are also lucky 
blessed. with the brotherhood that we have Very like blessed. more than five in that in those people but like when you really talk about the examples that come up because we were going through some examples of like just the past and we're like that's not okay that's not cool that person didn't think of this and it's just like what are we <laughs> but then dana was like but this reminds me of something my stepfather said where like oh god i can't remember the story she mentioned but i'll just kind of make it up that he said like you oh in a in a divorce like you love this person and then you get a divorce and then all of a sudden you remember everything you didn't like about them and you're like i can't believe this person he's like it's funny how you can start turning on them like and that's how a divorce divorce happens and we were cracking up like are we doing that right now and i was like man, what if all of a sudden I had a falling out with Tomo and I was like, and he freaked out at my brother's wedding and he did that. And then I was like, Tomo, we love you. I'm just that's kidding. A, that's a perfect example though. There's a perfect reason for Steve to be, hold this huge grudge against Tomo, <laughs> never talk to him again. Tomo was like, God but, damn it. Are we talking about this I again? Mean, I don't want to bring it up again, but it's just like, but that goes to again, show you exactly. guys. We just, and your friendship is so much stronger than even just a really bad night for Tomo. Um, like when when you are having this back and forth with Dana while this these this text message chain is going, you know, whatever. Is there ever a moment where you say to her, like, I, I don't know how you do it? Like, because being a guy, like if we were in a certain situation where we were pissed at each other, we would just say it. It would be mm-hmm. hashed out and it would be over. Like I know in those situations with, with Sarah, I'm like, babe, I, I don't know how you do this because maybe, and again, I think that- And I can see Sarah her. being too nice sometimes via text because she's a very polite person. And um, I mean that in the best way, Sarah, I love you. Um, remember Ryan's petty, love you. Um, <laughs> we had a conversation <laughs> anyway, yeah you'll have to tell me (laughs) about the toilet paper roll you really should check the toilet paper roll sarah come on come on um (laughs) but (laughs) what was i gonna say oh dana has gotten uh, a lot of really good confidence and she has a lot of conviction i'm very envious of her conviction when she kind of like says stuff or means something it, she kind of is very honest with it. And I, so I found myself during this display of kind of like, maybe we should go the safer route. <laughs> like, yeah. So you don't yeah, totally yeah. like cut this off. And then we talked and we're like, no, actually be completely honest because that's what she's asking right. for right now. And uh, it ended in an okay. Oh, we can't wait to hear some more details. Awesome. <laughs> That's on a post show. (laughs) (laughs) So I was on Monday, we both had off Sarah and I both had off for Martin Luther King day and she was vacuuming the couch. She had headphones in and was listening to our podcast and she got to the point and I was in the kitchen, like cleaning something. And she got to the point where we were talking about the toilet paper roll and everything. And then she, she heard you say something about like me being petty and all of a sudden, I know where she's like, yes, Eric, very petty. Anyway, the funny, funny thing about those stories is we all have our yes. tendencies. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't 
do everything either. I mean, the laundry room, there's a bunch of stuff that I don't do as either. Uh... <laughs> I can't think of the word chore. Chore. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I remember cut this shit out. In college, when obviously Eric and I lived together, University of uh, Delaware alums, I was always in charge. Blue of hen, Biden. I look, that's true. Blue hen, baby. Um, I look back on that. I don't know why I, I did our laundry literally every single week. Like I did your laundry because we shared a hamper. Like somehow you just worked that over me. But that's interesting. You yeah. guys shared a hamper? Yeah. Well, we shared socks. So. Is that like I'm trying to think in my head? No, that's not normal. And actually looking back, that's really weird. Did we actually put all of our dirty clothes together? Or I think we actually just combined them for laundry because we're like, fuck it. it. Uh, either we combined them for laundry, but I'm pretty sure we had one hamper. And the one rule was, hey, if you sharded, just throw it out. <laughs> well, that's always the rule. And to all our viewers, I just want you to know this is a shart, no judgment zone. Oh. It happens. You shart, just toss the undies. Just toss them. You ain't going to hear anything from me except for tell me the story because that's probably a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. A whole episode on sharts. Do you guys feel any um, se- a special sense of pride with a UD alum in the White House? Or is that like not, couldn't care less? Uh, I, I wouldn't say I couldn't care less. But it, it, it's not even the first thing that comes to mind like when I think about Biden being in the White House. So if that's not really the first at least couple things that come to mind, it's not it, it doesn't really phase me. Yeah. I think it's cool when I think about it, though. Um, uh, After the last four years, I think yeah. it's uh, it's just a very small detail of like the change that has just occurred. Yeah. But I do remember when he was VP. And we were actually at college. We thought that was really cool. So yeah, yeah, true. Because you're there. Did you, yeah. you guys, uh, Eric? Did you say you watched much of it or no? The inauguration. The inauguration. Just like the intros, I saw. You know, everybody walk out. Lady oh. Gaga, J Lo, um, and then I saw Joe speak, and then I kind of just turned it off because we had some contractors coming over. And I know Steve watched um, when Biden came on, but the one, the one thing I wanted to just mention, because it was just funny and made me laugh during it. Um, so obviously now like masks are a thing. So everyone at the event is masked. I'm sure it was like required that you had to wear a mask. Very the one nice. judge, the one judge, his nose was showing the whole time, which kind of bothered me a bit. Of course. I mean, yeah, there were a few of those I noticed, but. <laughs> Anything is a sea change from what it was before. Um, Relax, libtard. <laughs> so Garth Brooks came to sing like I did see that. Yeah. Amazing Grace. Amazing, Amazing Grace. Grace. I thought that was extremely oh, touching. That's, that's actually song. when I turned off. I, I didn't need to turn off for Garth Brooks. I just honestly, the guy was walking in, so that's when I. Turned Amazing off. Grace is just one of those songs that yeah. I mean, to me, it's it's a very sad song. So I. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, I thought that was a great moment, but go ahead, Ryan. It was a good moment, and he clearly has a good voice. I'm not a country fan, but like you can appreciate that he sang it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so he comes out like he wasn't sitting with everyone. He came out of the building as they announce him. He's got you know his cowboy hat on, mask in hand, not on the face. Which whatever he's about to go up and sing, you know, 
no big deal. I mean, J Lo and Lady Gaga didn't wear their mask when they walked out either. Okay, so I, but again, I said not a big deal, so I'm not, yeah. I'm not complaining about that. But afterwards, he was in this very rushed state. I don't know if you guys, you should look up a video of this, but like, it did look weird. He, yeah, it's like ahead. he wanted to get out of there. I, I don't know what his political affiliations are or what his beliefs are, but I just got the sense that like he said, he came out, he sang his song and he was like, I'm out. And he, again, never put his mask back on. Yeah. And he's running around to all these different people shaking hands, giving little side hugs, you know, waving high, all of this without his mask on. It was just very bizarre. And then he like <laughs> runs back up into the building, goes into the building. And again, still does not have a mask on. I don't know what happens after that, but it was just a very weird moment in what was a completely normal and orderly inauguration that just stood out to me as like totally bizarre and uh, I saw a meme later that was like, you know, it was a picture of him running around with his mask off, just like hugging and doing all this stuff to people. And it's like all of us after we get our second vaccine shot, yeah. <laughs> you know, this, this is how we'll all be. Um, but I encourage you all to look at it because it was just it was weird. I don't and know. Garth, Garth is an interesting dude. Like, I'll never forget going to Sean O'Brien's house. And Kevin O'Brien was a big, big Garth Brooks fan, had like posters and shit. Really? And yes. had all of his CDs. And I had never known about that weird alter ego that Garth Brooks has. Do you guys Sorry. know about this? No, I, I know. I mean, the only reason I know that is because I feel like it was a poster in Kevin's bedroom. And it's literally looks like a punk rocker type of like he had like black long hair. I, it's weird. I don't know if he did. And I'm not a Garth Brooks fan, so I could totally be butchering this. Sorry to all of our fans in the South. Garth but uh, did you Google it? Chris Gaines was the alter ego. Chris Gaines. Oh, he had and, a name and everything? Wow. Oh, it was a name. I don't know if, the, if there was like, you know how like some artists will do a whole album? Yeah. Wow. With a little soul patch. Um. So... Garth, you know, he's country, but he's got a little spunk to him. I definitely think he's a liberal if he sang at the inauguration. I just think, you know, there, yeah. he could have found somebody else who yes. supported Biden. So I'm sure he was fine to be there. But his wife, Trish, she got a great cooking show on Food Network. Oh. If you're ever, you know, you got the redhead in the mornings sometimes. Not that I'm a Food Network person on the weekends in the mornings but trish's southern kitchen Can we talk about the pioneer woman i cannot stand that woman and her accent it's intriguing to me the pioneer woman because she's so like almost scripted country ranch woman that i'm like this is insane like you're not a real person it is it feels almost fake and that's maybe why i don't like it she's like now i'm gonna make mac and cheese Mm. That was really good. Don't you oh my like God. mac and cheese? And she'll just like <laughs> smile at the camera for like 10 seconds. And I'm like, is she trying to hypnotize me? What the fuck? I don't think they're done yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm exactly. like, well, when are they going to be done, bitch? We want to see them. Yeah, not a um, But yes, Trish is very real. Um, she's she's one of those like, I think we're going to add a little bit more butter in here. Oh, yeah. And, um, and you're like, yeah, girl, add that butter. 
and uh, she's got like obviously a lot of celebrity friends because she used to be a country singer. She may still be one. I don't know. And she's married to Garth Brooks, but um, you know, never very good morning. Uh, mindless television. Never thought this podcast would have a segment on Garth Brooks, but here we are. Um, you know, COVID. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Not me. <laughs> Eric, did you have something else you want to talk about? Uh, I'll save it for next week because it's a really long topic, but Can customer I, service is customer service oh, is just not good. And the, we'll, we'll tease now that or never, but yeah, yeah that's all I got to say about customer service this week. I have a quick thing I wanted to talk to you about. I don't, do you, either of you have a Roomba? This no. Is totally no. Random. Totally random. No, we don't. We have a knockoff Roomba that we got probably three years ago. And um, I fucking hate this thing. It is like the bane of my existence. Does it not like actually clean the house? <laughs> it works. It okay. does its job. I don't know how the real Roombas are, but I wouldn't say it's good for carpet, but we have a lot of hardwood upstairs and it always surprises me how much dog hair it's able to get up Mm -hmm. by going randomly all over our kitchen and hallway and living room. So in terms of like functionality and um, actually cleaning, yes, it's worth having. But we have one spot under our couch where we have like a, a an area rug that sort of goes under the couch. And there's mm-hmm. one spot that must be just the combination of the area rug and maybe just a slightly low point on the couch. It's where two pieces connect. It always gets stuck right there. And we have, you know, we don't have a big house, but the area where this tiny Roomba thing is going around is large. And yet... <laughs> Every single fucking time this thing gets turned on, it ends up getting stuck there and it doesn't just turn off. <laughs> it like it's wheel spin. It, it goes back and forth a little bit and I can hear it from like in the basement while I'm working stuck in this spot. And I have beaten the shit out of this thing too, because I get so frustrated that I pull the thing out and I like am rough with it. And I, I've cracked it, even though it still works. And I have told Sarah that if this happens- You want to break it. <laughs> I, there is a part of me that just wants to fucking break this thing. And when I break it, I want it All to be me throwing it out onto the front lawn. Maybe this should have been a hot take. I want to, I want to like, you know, in office space where they beat the shit out of- I was that. literally thinking, I, I was about to say that. I just office said it under bit. my breath, yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I just want to take a baseball bat and just beat the shit out of this Roomba. So neither of you guys have a Roomba or equivalent. Anyone out there in the interwebs, in the podcast world that has one, hit us up. I want to know, do you have the same experience? Because again, it does its job. But it always finds this spot to get stuck. And it I just don't understand. And one of these days, it's going to end up on our front lawn in pieces. <laughs> I feel like our, our buddy, Dan Steyer. Um, he definitely has one. He, Brandon he has one, it. too. I Brandon has one, too. It. Oh, Brandon has one, too. I feel I'm sure like- there's always a spot. And yes. the reason why I don't have one is because I, f- just I'm like you, Ryan, you have one. there's always a supplement. I know. 
And I actually, the way you were just saying it about like, you know, it's not going to cover everything, but it's at least going to cover your, you know, your hardwoods that you don't, nobody wants to sweep up hardwoods or right. whatever. But um, I have a step down in my house. So I feel like it would just it, be. It wouldn't fall off that. Like it's, it's programmed. Oh, to okay. Fall. I honestly, if you have a large wooden hardwood, not carpeted area, it's great. It does it replace vacuuming. No, but it prolongs the amount of time between vacuuming. Yeah. Cause we so have to do it a couple times, especially if you have a dog, like you guys do, but yeah, there's just this one spot and I swear to God, one of these days, man, I'm going to come onto this podcast and tell you how I beat the shit out of a Roomba. <laughs> you know what? That's what the viewers come for. Girl talk, Roombas, and cooking shows, and Garth, Garth Brooks. Brooks. So let's just hope we fucking win the Powerball because yeah. we need something better to talk about. We were supposed to come on this episode with an extra $63 million of cash in our pockets each. And it just didn't come to fruition. So upsetting. I kept on thinking to myself that you, because I listened back and you were like, we're going to be like, millionaires before the next episode and i thought to myself steve literally said that and i know we lost this weekend but like we're gonna win the mega millions on monday night you guys are so dumb this was always the plan (laughs) we're winning tonight (laughs) i hate it too because i'm like do i have to stay up till 11 i guess i do to end today's episode we have another version of hot take hit the music Get your hot takes. Who wants one? They're all hot. That's right. I got the hot take today. Back to Stevie. So we talked about what we would do when the pandemic ends. You know, imagine ourselves drinking in a club, shoulder to shoulder with others at a beach bar, going to a concert maybe. So many things to do this summer. I'm here to tell you one thing I won't be doing or at least not looking forward to. That's going to a karaoke bar and or attending a party with a karaoke machine. Why do you say that, Steve? Because karaoke sucks. It's an unpopular opinion, but I don't care. Maybe it goes back to the day I badly embarrassed myself trying to give James Blunt's You're Beautiful a try. Thought it'd be funny. It wasn't. My voice sucks, and it's a very slow song. But you know what? 90% of people's voices suck. It's really an opportunity for people to get the attention of the room in a way they've always wanted, and they think they smashed their performance when really everyone was just trying to have their own conversations and drink their drinks. People forget, songs are three to five minutes long. After the first 20 seconds of, wow, they picked this song, and haha, that's a funny performance, there's still four more minutes of pain. Four minutes is a long-ass time. Multiply that by 20 more songs. Hard pass. When the pandemic ends, I'll be listening to The Professionals, music from musical artists that get paid to sing and sound good. And I can't wait. Hell, throw in some old James Blunt shit. Let's get it weird, baby. That moment will live in infamy. I will never seeing James Blunt. When you are at it was a slow death. Slow death. You are at a college graduation party that is karaoke themed. And you pick a song and it bombs so bad that the, the, the person graduating, Suzanne Thayer, now Suzanne Thompson's father, has to come on stage to sing the second verse with you. You know you have made a huge mistake in life. And 
I've never Yikes. like I think back to that feeling and I was like, what was I thinking in that moment? Because I, you know, not to pat myself on the back. I'm an entertaining person. I, I know how to command a room. I feel like I, I think I'm relatively funny. And I just thought that would smash. And it was a hit and miss. We really have bad voices in general. Yeah. So we're not That's the it. best karaoke people. And like, I love a good like, wow, I'm going to act and like perform this out. But the voice is so bad. It just it ain't going to work. Not only the bad voice, but we also do lack some rhythm. Right. And we, oh, yeah. We I don't even know get... how to snap along to rhythm. Exactly. And I think even if you have a bad voice, but you're singing it like, you know, in the right tone and, and, and everything like that. Yeah. But anyway. you make a good point with four minutes long. <laughs> like, it would be good if it's like got through the first four verse and a chorus and like yeah. the Duh. first 30 songs. When, when people do hear it, they're like, oh, they're doing this song. It actually is exciting for the first mm-hmm. 30. But if, if they suck, which 90% of people do suck, just like, oh, this is kind of cringy. Nah. Well, it's also really about song choice because people want to sing along to something. Yeah. So if you have a sing along, you can do no wrong. Wow. Wow, I just rhymed. I really need to perform Maybe right you now. do have rhythm. That should be a karaoke. But you picked James Blunt, and that was really a run. And Steve, you should be forgiven. I, I'm going to stop. Shout out to James. I mean, when he came out with uh, "You're Beautiful," we thought he was going to be like, "How many platinum albums is he going to come out with?" And then he just disappeared. <laughs> I mean, that was an amazing album. I'll never forget my lover. Um, the Office, where Michael's just listening to like one verse that he gets for free, and he doesn't doesn't want to pay for the song. Yeah, great. All right. So that's going to round up today's episode. Let's look at the official clock. I'm sure after editing, it'll be a little bit shorter, but 43 minutes. Good timing for this episode. Oh, I'm so going to cut, cut some, the shit out of this episode. Cut the shit out of it. So maybe we'll get down to 38, 39 minutes. But we got some nice stuff teased for next week. Some not only just one story, but actually two stories where some ex-employees have requested some references that are quite awkward. Eric, Jesus. I forget what you teased exactly. Some um, customer service ah, or lack thereof. Gotta love that topic. And I'm sure we'll have other new stuff that we either chat together in our group chat or shit will happen in this boring January that we're all living in. Good episode, boys. Love you. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya.